around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're so glad you're out there listening. We're here for you. We enjoy ministering this Word of God to reach down on the inside of your heart and and uh, comfort you and then also give you some brand new thoughts to think about that are higher than what you've been thinking, maybe. Uh, God's thoughts are always higher than our thoughts. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, His ways are higher than our ways. And so it's important for you and I to reach higher. And that's why Terry Mize and I are here today to talk to you about these things. I do want to remind you, first of all, if you have a friend or family member you'd like to uh, text or phone right now real quickly and tell them to join us at terrymize.com or you can go to the website at terrymizeministries.org and you can find the podcast there also. We also um, have archived there on the uh, actual website all of our podcasts that we've done over the last several months. And so they're there for you. We don't do them uh, for at any charge. We just have them right there as Terry always says, free for nothing, <laughs> just for you to receive from the Word of God. We also have a, a free offer this month, too, kind of everything you ever wanted to know about how to talk the Word of God, how to speak according to faith, how not to speak evil like the ten spies did in the wilderness, but to speak according to the truth of the Word of God, not the truth of the natural, but the truth of the supernatural. And if you would like to have that CD, we have it for you, and we'll send it out to you free for nothing. And if you'll just contact us either at our uh, by a phone call or there on the website, uh, we are so glad to send that out to you, and uh, it'll be yours free of charge. It's an encyclopedia of kind of, as I said, everything you ever wanted to know about how to talk like God. So it's there for you, and we invite you to take advantage of that. Well, darling, here we are today on another podcast, so let's get going and talk to the folks. Yeah, you know that message you're talking about that uh, we mentioned it last week on the podcast. It was such a such an anointed message. It's something that not anything new. I mean, we we preached this for years, and right. and uh, certainly lived it for years. But uh, it's the whole crux of the matter. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely. Um, you know, I've had some people uh, tell me over the years, and any of you pastors out there listening to me, or any of you Word of Faith people out there listening to me, uh, have had probably the same thing happen to you. And I've had people come to me and say, "Now, Brother Terry, I'm just not going to uh, tell a lie. I'm just not going to lie. I- I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm just going to tell it like it is. I'm just going to if I'm if I'm sick, I'm not going to say I'm healed." And if I'm poor, I'm not going to say I'm prosperous. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not going to I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to tell the truth. And and I took the scriptures in 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 Numbers thirteen and Numbers fourteen, where right. Moses led the children of Israel to the Promised Land out of Egypt. They had been promised by God for hundreds and hundreds of years that He was going to give them the land that flows with milk and honey. Right. And He took them over there. It didn't take long to get there. You know, we think it took them forty years to get there. That it just it didn't. You can walk it yourself no. in a couple of weeks. Uh, it took them 40 years of wandering around the desert to die off after they disobeyed God. But uh, when they got there, ready to go into the promised land, I mean, here they are, they're ready to go. And Moses sent out these 12 spies. And uh, he told them to check out the land, see if it was good or not. Well, God had already told them it was good. For hundreds of years, he had told them it was good. Right. He said no. to see if any bad guys were That's there. Right. Well, God had already told them they were there. He said the Canaanites are there, the Jebusites are there, the Hittites right. are there, the Hivites right. are there, the, the, the giants are there. Everybody's there. Right. And so uh, they already knew this. This was not a surprise to anybody. This is not a newsflash. 
And Moses said, see the city, see if they're, if they're big or not. Well, they knew that. See the people, if they're strong or not. They right. knew that. Right. And, uh, and so the, those 12 spies uh, searched out that land for 40 days. And they came back after 40 days, and 10 of them got up and said, we can't do it. Right. We can't take it. Uh, we're as grasshoppers in our own sight, but we saw the giants there. We saw the Canaanites there. We saw the Hittites there. We saw the bad guys there. Uh, the cities are walled. They're strong. We can't do it. Uh, you know, we ought to just die in the wilderness. Or we ought to go back to Egypt. And uh, and Joshua and Caleb jumped up and said, no, 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 no. We can take it. God said we can take it. Those people's bread, uh, those people's defenses departed from them. They're bread for us. We'll eat them alive. Let's go over it once and take it, for we're well able to possess the land. And all the people, two million Jews, said stone them with stones. I mean, just kill Joshua and Caleb and uh, and get rid of them. And uh, and so God got pretty upset about all that. And uh, he made them wander around the wilderness. He said, as you've spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. And he made them wander around the wilderness for 40 years That's right. until all those people from 20 years old and upward died. Right. And those 10 spies that came back with, with the bad report, uh, he killed them right on the spot. I mean, the plague, the Bible says that they died of the plague right then and there. Right there on those the spot. Those 10 guys. And, uh, and, and so I made this statement. I'm not going to preach the whole sermon here, but I made this statement, and you need to get that CD it, uh, because it is, we're going to give it to you for free. We're going to bless you with it. Oh, my. Uh, but so I made good. I made the statement that all those 10 spies did, Renee, is they told the truth. That's right. <laughs> they just told what they saw. They came back and told what they saw. They That's came right. back and told what they thought was reality. Right. They came back and said, hey, we saw the giants there. Well, they did. Right. Hey, we saw people there. Well, they did. Hey, the cities are walled and strong. Well, they were. Right. But what they what they did when they came back and, quote, told the truth, right. God said, that's an evil report. Evil report. And he said, you're an evil generation. And he said, you have an evil heart. Those three things. He Those said, that's an things. evil report from an evil generation, and you've got an evil heart. And they died. <laughs> and, and, and so we need yeah, to understand wow. when people come to me and say, Brother Terry, I'm just, I'm just not going to tell the a lie. I'm just going to tell the truth. Say, well, how's that working out for you? Right. Because what God considers the truth is what he said. And when you come with a report that's different than his report and contradicts his report, and say he's a liar, right. then God says, hey, that telling the truth stuff right. ain't going to work out for you because <laughs> the truth is what I said. Jesus right. said in John 17, Father, thy word is truth. Thy right. word is truth. So if had they come back and said, you know, we saw those people there just like God said we would, uh, but we can take it. We're, we're well able to take it. Let's go That's get right. it. Uh, then God would have been happy. You, you, you forget that 15 minutes earlier, those people had been his chosen people, his beloved. Right. He loved them, thought they were wonderful. Right. But when they came back and just told the, quote, truth, when they just came back and told what they saw, what, the, what was real, what was right. reality to right. them, God said, nope, you're an evil generation, you have an evil heart, and that's an evil report, and you're going to die because of it. You're not going to go in and take the promise, all my blessings and all my promises, you are not going to get them because you, he even said this in Numbers 13 and 14. He said, he said, you'll discover my breach of promise. Oh, well, that's a scary thing. And the fact that, Terry, they, as they were talking, it wasn't just their opinion. They tried to convince and did convince all they of convinced that. They convinced 2 million they Jews. They convinced 2 million Jews to see it their to miss, way. To miss the and that's the problem with believers. So many times with us wanting to say, well, I'm just going to tell what I see is if you can end up convincing other people that will cause their demise to fall with you oh, when you speak an evil report. And then another thing I wanted to point out is that Moses got in trouble right along with the people oh, because he said to those 12 spies, he's, it, knowing what God had already said, mm-hmm. he said to them, 
go and see if yeah. they're there. When God had already told them they were there. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to send you guys out on a recon. You're right, going to go reconnaissance. Right. I want you to go scout the land out and come back and give us the lay of the land. And we're he, going to he, plot he our He said it in the plans. other direction and said, see if it's true. Right. And then that left that left everything open for them to give their opinion. Right. For, it left everything open for them to go and in know, people, and give a diagnostic that God did not need. People don't like this a lot of times when I say it, but I've made this statement for decades and decades. I says, as a Christian, y'all listen to me, you're going to get upset. As a Christian, we really don't get an opinion. No, that's right. As I a agree. Christian, we have to agree with God. Right. As a Christian, we say, you know what? This isn't about me. This isn't my opinion. This Here's what God said. Right. And I may not see it right now. I may not smell like that right now. I may not look like that right now. But right. God said it, so therefore it's true. Right. You know, Renee, I think a funny thing is over all these decades and decades we've been in the ministry, if you go to some to go to visit somebody in the hospital, let's say they've been in a car wreck or and they've had to, because of the car wreck, they were injured and they had to have surgery. And so you go to check on them. You go up and see them. Right. And they look terrible. They're laying <laughs> in that right. hospital bed. They're bandaged from head no, to toe. Right. They've got casts on, and splints on, and bandages on, and and they got tubes coming out of their body, and they no, got little right. bags that's on right. the bed that stuff's going into, yeah. and and they look terrible, and they smell bad. Right, right. They look bad and smell bad. Yeah. And you go in and say, "Hey, I just came to check on you. You know, how's everything going?" And they'll they'll look at you and smile and say, "Oh, the doctor said I'm fine." <laughs> I'm going to be says, okay. I'm going to home and go home in two days. That's right. And, That's and right. I say, well, you don't look fine. Yeah, but the doctor says I'm fine. Yeah, but you don't smell good. You you stink. Yeah, but the doctor said I'm fine. Yeah, but those That's bruises right. are really bad. Yeah, but the doctor says I'm fine. Yeah, but all those bandages and that splint and all that, mm-hmm. that looks really bad. Yeah, but the doctor says I'm fine. Right. And so they totally dis- disregard right. how they feel because they feel terrible. They disregard how they look. They look terrible. They disregard how they smell. They disregard everything and say, the doctor said, so it is so. And that's, that's fine. Right. I'm not against that. I'm for no, it. No, that's right. But Thank when you God. try to get them to do the same thing with God, with God. they get all messed up about it. That and you, you, tell them, you tell them, hey, God said by his stripes you are healed. Yeah, they say, yeah, but I'm sick. Yeah, but God said, yeah, I know what God said, but I, I hurt. Yeah, I know, but God said by his stripes you are healed. Himself bore your infirmities. Himself carried your, your diseases, your sorrows, your sickness. And by his stripes you are, in fact, Healed. God says you're okay. God says you're going to be all right. That's yeah, right. I know, but Terry, but I'm sick or but I'm broke or but but this doesn't work or that didn't. And they'll no, immediately right. disagree with God yeah. and and look at their body and look at their circumstance and look at their situation and agree with that and tell that as the truth when they don't do that with the doctor at all. Well, it's like we've said before: people fight for the right to tribulate and to have trouble and to and to want to tell you how bad it oh, all absolutely. is when you're trying to tell them what the Word of God says and they know it. They know the word of God is true, but so many times because we're not thinking right. You know, Brother Hagin's book on right and wrong, right thinking, and wrong thinking. That is such a thinking thinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> helped me so much as a young mother. You know, I, I took up that whole stack of Brother Hagin's, you know, little mini book like sure. things. You know, they were like, what were they, eight by five, five by eight, something like that. And and they were just, I just took a stack of them, of everything that Brother Hagin had written, and I just began to pour that into my brain. And just begin to change my mind about the things of the Word of God. Because I had had some stinking thinking. That's what you have to do. You have to literally renew your mind. Romans 12, too. You renew your mind to the Word of God. Right. We were talking about uh, something about sacrificing the other day. And Romans 12 uh, really talks about the fact that 
your sacrifice as a Christian mm-hmm. is to lay down your thoughts, yeah. your yeah. opinions, yeah. your imaginations and yeah. dreams of what you think your life ought to be and begin to take up what God thinks. And if you'll start where you are right now, start small, start at the very basic things of life and begin to program your brain so that you don't get caught in a firestorm somewhere down mm. the road like the 12 spies did. And here you, you've you got the opportunity to speak into the lives of thousands and millions of people, and you blow it. You know, the Lord said to that me... That was their 15 minutes of fame. Oh, exactly. And they missed it royally. Well, you've heard me read off those lists of spies. Right. And I'll ask the congregation, I says, uh, does anybody ever name your baby Egal or Nobby or Palti? And I just read the names of those 10 <laughs> spies. Does anybody sing songs about them? Does anybody ever... Tell stories about them. Do you ever no, tell no. your grandchildren? Everybody always looks at me with their eyes crossed and, no, I never heard of them before. Yeah. Well, the reason you never heard of them because they're losers. They were the 10 spies <laughs> that had the evil report, the That's evil right. heart, That's the evil right. congregation. And yet oh, then my. I say, well, have anybody ever what heard of Joshua? Tragedy. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Joshua. Anybody ever heard of Caleb? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Caleb. We name our sons and our grandsons. And we sing songs. And we preach sermons about them. Right. That's because they said what God said. said. And those other guys died. Right. Right there on the spot. I mean, I mean on, on the spot. Yeah. And... Uh, but you know, you know, miracles have no basis or no foundation. Uh, your faith has no foundation to rest on or to build further on without a post. No, oh, that's right. Without without a, an anchor, without something to go back to and say, "This is the spot, spot. At which I believe." And from this very spot, everything else is measured from. Right. Uh, we're going to measure from this spot uh, and build. And and that's exactly your your faith can't work. And right. miracles can't work, and you have nothing to hang them on, right. nothing to anchor them to, right. unless there's an anchor. And that anchor has to be the Word of God. Well, it just, absolutely has to be that God said. That's what Jesus did. When right. Satan came to tempt him those mm-hmm. those three times in the wilderness, every time Jesus went back to an anchor, went back to a post, right. went back and said, no, God said, or it is written. Right. And so he went back, and, and when the devil said, well, here, you're hungry. Uh, right. You hadn't you had anything to eat. You've been fasting all this time. I know you're hungry. So why don't you just make these stones turn to bread? You're the son of God. Just turn these stones into bread. And Jesus just immediately went back to the post. He went back to the anchor. He went back to the foundation. He went back exactly. to where where he could hang something on. Right. And he said, yeah, but it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy 8, 3. Right. So many times, you know how we've grown in faith and people we've, we've taught people to grow in faith. That, that if a symptom presents itself to your body or you get bad news about something, you have to train yourself to say, yeah, I see that, but the Word says. Yeah, but God but the says. Word of God, but the God Bible says. says. Right. The Bible says. That's right. And you have to go back to that. And if you don't have that anchor in your soul, the Bible says that, that, that in Hebrews 2, that you can drift past those things, oh, that you will be, you will not, you are building on the sand and not on the rock. Right. That when the storms of life come, you won't stand. Well, that's, You'll why, fall. that's why Paul said in Ephesians two twenty, we are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief, the chief cornerstone. cornerstone. That's the foundation. That's the anchor. That's the right. rock. That's the post that we can't get away from. And when we do. We start getting weird because well, it, when we do, there's nothing to base our faith on. There's nothing to base exactly. Miracles. That's what happens to Hollywood and, and to the New Age movement. All these other people, they they say, "Well, here's a crystal. Let's lick this crystal, and something great will happen." Well, there's no foundation <laughs> of that. There's no that's post right. to that. That's right. There's, there's there's no there's no anchor for that. No, and right. so they just get all weird in all these different goofy uh, pseudo religions. Right. And and just because they're in Hollywood and famous and popular with the culture. People listen to them. I don't know why. I sure don't. 
because they have no foundation. They have no anchor. And so we've always got to go back and say, yeah, but but where where's the foundation that we're built on? Exactly. Where where's you know Christianity's been here for a long time. Right. You know communism hasn't been here all that long. No, that's right. And yet right. it's it's always recurring, always sticking its ugly head up. <laughs> somebody always wants to be communist. Socialism hasn't oh, been here all that goodness. long. But somebody you know in the last presidential election, you know there was a guy named Bernie Sanders, and he he wanted to he he he, he avowed himself as a socialist, right. and he wanted to give everybody free stuff. Well, you get free everything. And, and the problem with socialism is it doesn't work. The problem no, with communism, right. it doesn't work. You and I have been around long enough. And then as a missionary, I've been to these countries. I've been to the socialist countries. They don't work. I've been to the communist countries. They don't work. And, you know, there's only two communist countries left in the world today. You know, North Korea and China, uh, or, or, or China and, and Cuba. And then North Korea has got a a, a, a mixture of communists. Right. It's more of a dictator, shit, dark ages, right. crazy thing. But, uh, <laughs> but it just doesn't work. You you know, Venezuela, and I've mentioned this before, Venezuela is one of the most oil-rich nations in the world, absolutely rich with oil. And yet for the last several months, people have just been starving to death, literally riding in the streets, burning things, protesting, dying because they have nothing to eat because Hugo Chavez, he's gone now, he's dead, but Hugo Chavez was the president and he turned that nation into a socialist nation and he declared socialism and yet... When he did, everybody thought, oh, that's great. Socialism, communism, we'll get free everything. We'll be taken care of by the government. Well, it hasn't worked. It just right. does not work. And so Fisher now they're dying They're dying in the streets, and they're riding in the streets. Right now, I saw a report just the other day. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, horrible. And, it's, and yet they've got oil. I mean, oceans of oil under that ground. They could all be uh, absolutely rich. Well, it's like Margaret Thatcher said, we quoted before, that you— the trouble with socialism is that you eventually run out of other, people's, out of money, other people's money, and there's not enough wealthy people in a third world nation like Venezuela to support that kind of lifestyle very long. No, no. And then you end up with just massive poverty. Massive poverty with and, a few people at the top a, being rich. There's such a disparity between the poor and the rich. The middle class, does, there's not enough middle class to sustain And the yet economy. Hollywood tries to push that on America. Oh, yeah. And, and yet uh, there's no foundation. No, you know, we've been right. around long enough to know there is no foundation of that. There is no anchor. That's not going to work. No. You know, no. I go to these communist countries. I used to go to them when they were communists, and now I go to them that they're they're no longer communists. Like I go to Romania every year, and and I go to some of these ex-communist countries, and there were you know Romania was fifty years under communism. Ukraine was seventy years under communism, right. and so the people n- knew it was bad. Uh, they died to get out. You know, the, the, in Russia, uh, the Soviet Union built a wall across Germany, and yet people died trying to get out. Nobody died trying to get in. No, that's you right. You know, but they died every day trying to get out. That's they right. tried to cross that wall, dig under it, go over it, go around it, crash through it. Right. And people died and died and died and died trying to get out of that horrible, horrible system because it's a death system. It's not a system that has any anchor to it or any foundation to it or that can sustain itself. And, of course, it finally died. and. Uh, the wall came down and people were free and so on and so forth. But my point is, now that's been 20, what, 25 years ago or something now. Uh, uh, well, back in the late 80s. Yeah, and so, almost uh, 30. So what's happened is that now those kids and grandkids and great-grandkids of those people, don't they didn't live in that. Mm-mm. They just hear the stories. So now as we go back into these nations, they're saying, well, what's wrong with communism? 
It sounds like a good idea to me. Let's go back to communism. Hey, this nation used to be communist. Let's go back to communism. Then we'll have all the free stuff again. And their their grandparents and great-grandparents are pulling their hair out saying, no, it's not good. We died trying to get out of it. We fought it. It was a horrible system. But the kids today, just like the kids in America, they're being led by Hollywood and, and just brainless people that stand up and say, hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's just, it just doesn't work. No, and and because the, there's no foundation. The, the mind of God always has something so much higher and so much finer and so much better than you looking to a natural source for your needs being met. Everything about communism, socialism, fascism, anything anybody wants to develop Nazism. here on the planet, Nazism, it's always looking to the people at the top, looking for a human uh, resource instead of. Uh, I was thinking of several hymns while you were talking there that our hope is built on nothing less than yeah, Jesus, Jesus blood and his righteousness yeah. said, tell me the old, old story, yeah. you know, um, on Christ, the solid rock. I stand Absolutely. our generation and those prior to us that have been raised in church have just a subconscious <laughs> that turns to God Absolutely. rather than to the natural man and a generations the last two or three generations that have come up, have not had that foundation of just that subtle, constant training of learning to trust the Lord, oh, leaning on Jesus, leaning, all those songs well, sure, we used sure. to sing, just even the music, besides sure. the sermons, mm-hmm. besides the prayer meetings, sure. besides the conferences that we went to, always the music was there to turn your attention, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful mm-hmm. face, and the things of earth will grow strangely, strangely dim. dim. In other words, you're not going to look to a man. You're not going to look to a a corporation. You're not going to look to the natural resources. And yet this whole generation has come up that I heard one silly young woman on on the news, on a news channel saying, you mean to tell me that the United States of America doesn't owe its citizens an education? (laughs) And I said, yeah, yeah, we we want to tell you that. We want to say to you that Jesus is your source. He'll treat you better than any government can, and he'll make a way for you that'll leave you with your dignity, and you'll have a creative mind, Absolutely. And, and you won't have you won't have to look to somebody else for the next step in your life. God will you, do it for you. You know, Kenneth Hagin. We talk about Brother Hagin a lot, and different fathers in the faith that we we personally knew and and studied under and looked uh, listened to. And uh, Brother Hagin uh, wrote three books oh decades and decades ago. And uh, they've now taken them. Rama has now taken them. The, the Hagen Ministry has now taken them and 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 made them into uh, smaller books with with uh, actual uh, taken them and actually made them like six months worth of teaching now. Oh, and wow. which is tremendous, just powerful and tremendous. Right, but right. back in those days, they weren't they weren't just six months worth of teaching. They were just in one book. One book was on prayer. Right. One book was on so the baptism of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. And one, one book was on faith. faith. One of them was right. red. One of them was blue. green. One of them was blue. blue. Well, yes. the faith one was blue. <laughs> right. And, and Jackie and Boy, I, when we first, when we first, and it cost $5. Somebody, yeah. somebody bought amazing? me all three books for $15. <laughs> $15. And I, I told him, I said, that's the best investment you ever made <laughs> in your life. life. Was right. you spent $15 to give that's me those right. three books. Boy, but my point is this, and I know we're running out of time, but my point is this, that, 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 I read that blue book, the faith one, because right. that's one we needed. I mean, we, we Jackie and I moved to Mexico uh, with a with a baby and a Bible and no support from anybody anywhere. Right. One pastor said, "I'll support you a hundred dollars a month," and he didn't. We had no partners, no no in laws, outlaw. Nobody sent money, right. and we just went and we had me and Jackie and a baby and a Bible and that blue book. And so I would read that blue book on faith <laughs> my, my, my. every day, and I'd read it out loud to Jackie. 
Right. And uh, a couple of years later, we were back in the States, and we were preaching a meeting, and Brother Hagen was there, and I think he and I both were speaking. And uh, we went out to lunch together, and uh, this would have been back in the uh, early 70s. Uh, and uh, we were at lunch together, and I remember Jackie saying this to Dad Hagen, to Brother Hagen. She said, she said, Dad, she said, that blue book in the Bible is what got us through those first couple of years in Mexico. It's mm-hmm. what it's what kept us from starving to death. I don't doubt that it's at what all. kept us alive. It's what kept the devil off of us. It's right. what kept uh you know food on our table and 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 and, and uh you know made us a success. Right. And and gave us a successful ministry because of that blue book and the Bible. So so my point is we, you go back to those foundations. You go back to that anchor that we we were able to take that blue book right and the Bible and those scriptures and and then the stories that Brother Hagen linked to them and, and say, okay, this is something we can hook our faith to. Right. We can go back to the post. We can go back to the anchor and say, that's what I believe. Right. That's why I believe. And then you said many times you've told the story about how that when you uh, were young, just out of Bible school, you and Dean and just had two little boys, you know, um, that um, that you took, somebody gave you, Jerry and Karen Savelle actually gave you uh, two tapes from Brother Hagen, how to write your own ticket with God, and you can have what you say. And you literally, in order to get it better in your spirit, in order to get it better inside of you, you literally wrote those two tapes sure out did. longhand. You took yellow right. legal pad and just wrote them out, started and stopped the recorder, back it up, start again, back it up, start. And you literally wrote out both those sermons uh, longhand. And we'll see, that's that's what I'm saying. You you go back to those generals. You go back to those fathers. Right. And and it's not because they're a man. It's not because you think they're smarter than anybody. Right. It's if they have they are linking the word of God to something in real life right. that you can go back and point to and say and say, Devil, by Almighty God, That's I right. am going to stand right here, That's and right. you are not going to take my babies. You're not going to attack my family. You're not going to beat a. You're not going to win. We're going to take this anchor, this post, this foundation, and we're going to take the name of Jesus. We're going to take the word of God. And when the smoke clears and the dust settles, we'll still be standing in Jesus. No, that's right. Hallelujah. Thank God. You know, that that's just that's the way it works. And I thank God that that through it all, uh, the Lord helps you think like he thinks. Isaiah 55, that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And on your best day, you're still not going to think like God unless you take the word of God. Well, our time has come, has come and gone today and has gone quickly. Terry and I end up preaching to ourselves to where we feel like, you know, give me that mountain like Caleb. <laughs> so uh, we're just so glad you're out there listening. We believe it's going to bear much fruit in your life. Don't forget to write in and get that free CD on how God wants to help you create the fruit of your lips and that what you say matters. You want to tell the truth, not just a truth. And if you'll write in or call in right there at our, on our website, you can get the information. We'll send that out to you for free. It will be our gift to you. And don't forget to join us again at terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org. And as always, we love you. We pray for you. We're believing God with you. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. And remember, you are, as always, the Word of God says, more, more than, than conquerors. God bless Jesus you. Jesus loves us. Oh, amen. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.
This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.